Essays of Garden by Francis Bacon. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. God Almighty first planted a garden, and indeed it is the purest of human pleasures. It is the greatest refreshment to the spirits of man, without which buildings and palaces are but gross handiworks, and a man shall ever see that when ages grow to civility and the elegancy men come to build stately sooner than to garden finely as if gardening were the greater perfection i do hold it in the royal ordering of gardens there ought to be gardens for all months in the year in which the several things of beauty may be then in season for december and january and latter part of november you must take such things as are green all winter holy ivy bays juniper cypress trees yew pineapple trees fir trees rosemary lavender periwinkle the white the purple and the blue germander flags orange trees lemon trees and myrtles if they be stuffed and sweet marjoram warm set there followeth for the latter part of january and february the mazerian tree which then blossoms crocus vernus both the yellow and the grey primroses anemones the early tulipa hyacinthus orientalis chimiris fritillaria for marsh there come violets especially the single blue which are the earliest the yellow daffodil the daisy the almond tree in blossom the peach tree in blossom the cornelian tree in blossom sweet briar in April follow the double white violet, the wallflower, the stalk gillyflower, the cowslip, the flower delices, and lilies of all natures, rosemary flowers, the tulipa, the double peony, the pale daffodil, the French honeysuckle, the cherry tree in blossom, the damson and the plum trees in blossom, the white thorn in leaf, the lilac tree. In May and June come pinks of all sorts especially the blush pink roses of all kinds except the musk which comes later honeysuckles strawberries bugloss columbine the french marigold flo africanus cherry tree in fruit ribes figs in fruit rasps wine flowers lavender in flowers the sweet saffron with the white flower herba muscaria lilium convalium the apple tree in blossom in july come gillyflowers of all varieties musk roses the lime tree in blossom early pears and plums and fruit genetings codlins in august come plums of all sorts in fruit pears apricocks burberries filberds musk melons monks hoods of all colors in september comes grapes apples poppies of all colors peaches melocotones nectarines cornelians wardens quinces in october and beginning of november come services medlars bullaces roses cut or removed to come late hollyhocks and such like these particulars are for the climate of london but my meaning is perceived that you may have were perpetuum as the place affords and because the breath of flower is far sweeter in the air 
where it comes and goes like the warbling of music than in the hand therefore nothing is more fit for that delight than to know what be the flowers and plants that do best perfume the air roses damask and red are fast flowers of their smells so that you may walk by a whole row of them and find nothing of their sweetness yea though it may be in a morning's dew bays likewise yield no smell as they grow rosemary little nor sweet measurum that which about all others yields the sweetest smell in the air is the violet especially the double violet which comes twice a year about the middle of april and about bartholomew tide next to that is the muskrose then the strawberry leaves dying which yield a most excellent cordial smell then the flower of wines it is a little dust like the dust of a bent which grows upon the cluster in the first coming forth then sweet briar then wallflowers which are very delightful to be set under a parlour or lower chamber window then pinks and gillyflowers especially the matted pink and clove gillyflower then the flowers of the lime tree then the honeysuckles so that they may be somewhat afar off of bean flowers i speak not because they are few flowers but those which perfume the air most delightfully not passed by as the rest but being trodden upon and crushed are three that is burnet wild thyme and water mints therefore you are to set whole alley of them to have the pleasure when you walk or tread for gardens speaking of those which are indeed prince-like as we have done of buildings the contents ought not well to be under thirty acres of ground and to be divided into three parts a green in the entrance a heath or desert in the going forth and the main garden in the midst besides alleys on both sides and i like well that four acres of ground be assigned to the green six to the heath four and four to either side and twelve to the main garden the green hath two pleasures the one because nothing is more pleasant to the eye than the green grass kept finely shorn the other because it will give you a fair alley in the midst by which you may go in the front upon a stately hedge which is to enclose the garden and because the alley will be long and in great heat of the year or day you ought not to buy the shade in the garden by going in the sun through the green therefore you are of either side the green to plant a covert alley upon carpenter's work about twelve foot in height by which you may go in shade into the garden as for the making of knots or figures with divers coloured earths that they may lie under the windows of the house on that side which the garden stands they be but toys you may see as good sights many times in tarts the garden is the best to be square encompassed on all the four sides with a stately arched hedge the arches to be upon pillars of the carpenter's work of some ten foot high and six foot broad and the spaces between of the same dimension with the breadth of the arch over the arches let there be an entire hedge of some four foot high framed also upon carpenter's work and upon the upper hedge over every arch a little turret and a belly enough to receive a cage of birds and over every space between the arches some other little figure with broad plates of round-coloured glass gilt for the sun to play upon 
but this hedge i intend to be raised upon a bank not steep but gently slope of some six foot set all with flowers and also i understand that this square of the garden should not be the whole breadth of the ground but to leave on either side ground enough for diversity of side valleys onto which the two covert alleys of the green may deliver you but there must be no alleys with hedges at either end of this great enclosure not at the hither end for letting your prospect upon this fair hedge from the green nor at the further end for letting your prospect from the hedge through the arches upon the heath for the ordering of the ground within the great hedge i leave it to a variety of device advising nevertheless that whatsoever form you cast it into first it not be busy or full of work wherein i for my part do not like images cut out in juniper or other garden stuff they may be for children little low hedges round like wells with some pretty pyramids i like well and in some places fair columns upon frames of carpenter's work i would also have the alleys and spacious and fair you may have closer alleys upon side grounds but none in the main garden i wish also in the very middle a fair mount with three ascents and alleys enough for four to walk abreast which i would have to be perfect circles without any bulwarks or embossments and the whole mount to be thirty foot high and some fine banqueting house with some chimneys neatly cast and without too much glass for fountains there are a great beauty and refreshments but pools mar all and make the garden unwholesome and full of flies and frogs fountains i intend to be of two natures the one that sprinkleth or spouteth water the other a fair receipt of water of some thirty or forty foot square but without fish or slime or mud for the first the ornaments of images gilt or of marble which are in use do well but the main matter is to convey the water as it never stay either in the bowels or in the cistern that the water be never be rest discoloured green or red or the like or gather any mossiness or putrefaction besides that it is to be cleansed every day by the hand also some steps up to it and some fine pavement about it doth well as for the other kind of fountain which we may call a bathing pool it may admit much curiosity and beauty therewith we will not trouble ourselves as that the bottom be finely paved and with images the sides likewise and with all embellished with coloured glass and of such things of lustre encompassed also within fine rails of low status but the main point is the same which we mention in the former kind of mountain which is that the water be in perpetual motion fed by a water higher than the pool and delivered into it by fair spouts and then discharged away underground by some equality of bowls that it stay little and for fine devices of arching water without spilling and making it rise in several forms they be pretty things to look on but nothing to health and sweetness for the health which was a third part of our plot i wished it to be framed as much as we may to a natural wildness trees i would have none in it but some thicket made only of sweet briar and honeysuckle and some wild wine amongst and the ground set with violets strawberries and primroses for these are sweet and prosper in the shade and these to be in the heath where and there not in any order i like also little heaps in the nature of mole hills 
to be set some with wild thorn, some with pinks, some with germander, and gives a good flower to the eye, some with periwinkles, some with violets, some with strawberries, some with cowslips, some with daisies, some with red roses, some with lilium convallium, some with sweet william's red, some with bear's foot, and the like low flowers, being with all sweet and slightly. Part of which heaps are to be with standards of little bushes pricked upon their top, and part without. The standards to be roses, juniper, holly, burberries, but there and there, because of the smell of the blossoms, red currants, gooseberries, rosemary, bays, sweet briar, and such a like. But these standards to be kept with cutting, that they grow not out of course. For the side ground you are to fill them with variety of alleys, private to give a full shed, some of them, wheresoever the sun be. You are to frame some of them, likewise for shelter, that when the wind blows sharp you may walk as in a gallery, and these alleys must be likewise hedged at both ends to keep out the wind, and these closer alleys must be ever finely gravel, and no grass, cause of going wet. In many of these alleys, likewise, you are to set fruit trees of all sorts, as well as upon the walls, as in ranges. And this would be generally observed, that the borders wherein you plant your fruit trees be fair and large, and low and not steep, and set with fine flowers, but fing and sparingly, lest they deceive the trees. At the end of both the side grounds, I would have a mount of some pretty height, leaving the wall of the enclosure breast high to look abroad into the fields. For the main garden, I do not deny, but there should be some fair alleys ranged on both sides, with fruit trees and some pretty tufts of fruit trees and arbors with seeds, set in some descent order, but these to be by no means set too thick. But to leave the main garden so as to be not closed, but the air open and free, for as for shade I would have, have you rest upon the alleys of the side grounds, there to walk, if you be disposed in the heat of the year or day, but to make account the main garden is for the more temperate parts of the year, and in the heat of the summer for the morning and the evening or overcast days. For aviaries I like them not, except they be of that largeness, as they may be turfed, and have living plants and bushes set in them, that the birds may have more scope and natural nesting, and that no foulness appear in the floor of the aviary. So I have made a platform of a princely garden, parted, partly by percept, partly by drawing, not a model, but some general lines of it, and in this I have spared for no cost. But it is nothing for great princes, that, for the most part, taking advice with workmen, with no less cost, set their things together, and sometimes add status, and such things for state and magnificence, but nothing to the true pleasure of the garden. End of Essays of Gardens by Francis Bacon Read by Texavi, www.texavi.wordpress.com.